The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Chang Wanner Podcast. This week on the Chang Wanner Podcast, Paul is back from his vacation from back home in England, and D is out as he starts his vacation back home in the States. This week, our special guest is Julian Swatella. Julian has spent a lot of time in Korea and stayed in many of those sauna rooms known as Jimjo Bongs here. And in this episode, we're going to get into some of the stories he has about staying in these sauna rooms and his travels. Plus, what's coming up in Changwon this coming week, and birthdays and shoutouts and a whole bunch more. So thanks for tuning in. Leave us your feedback, comments on this episode. And if anyone has anything they'd like to plug, birthdays, events, shoutouts, etc., send us an email at podcast.changwaner.com. All right, Changwaners and everyone else listening, stay tuned and we'll be right back after this quick break with our special guest, Julian Swatella. Looking for a great night out? Then come on down to BK House. Great music, great food, and great drink specials. It's always a fun time, and there's always a great crowd. We're open late and serve food until closing time. Outdoor patios, darts, and so much more. This is our house, BK House, located in downtown Changwon. Follow us on Facebook at BK House Bar. It's the oldest foreigner bar in Changwon. The International Pub has been around for more than 25 years. Whether you're living in or just visiting Changwon City, you've got to make your way over to the IP for a visit. Full of history and home to the famous Juicy Pussy Drink, the IP has got everything you're looking for in a great night out. The International Pub in Changwon City. Irish Bar in Changwon City, South Korea. The original and only Irish pub in the Changwon area. Great food, drinks, atmosphere, music, and people. Nightly specials on both food and drinks. Craft beer on tap and over 12 different craft beers in the fridge. Also check out our mini mart at OB's for great deals on things that you may miss from back home, including our all-new deli meat. Follow us on Facebook, or better yet, come on down and check us out for yourself. O'Brien's Irish Bar, located in downtown Changwon, across from the International Hotel. Come on down and have yourself a pint. Want to know what's going on in Changwon City? Check out the new website, The Changwoner. You can find reviews to anything related to Changwon City, stories from people living in Changwon City, and what the weekend holds for the area. Post your own reviews, stories, and events, as well as add to our forum. The Chongwinner is also home for Chongwon's first and only podcast, hosted by Scott, D, and Paul. Find out everything there is to know about living the life in Chongwon now. Visit www.chongwonner.com today. You'll see why life here just got more interesting. You're tuned in to the Chang Wanner, the social media podcast for Chang Wan City, South Korea, with your host, Scott, 
D and Paul. Welcome to another episode of the Chung Warner Podcast. Once again, I'm Scott. And this week, we have uh, Mr. Paul returning from his vacation in London. How's it going, Paul? Surprise, surprise, I'm back. But it wasn't just London, it was the United Kingdom. And it was Or sorry, I meant to say England, to be honest. Okay, yeah. But yeah, you did did go to other places. It was awesome. And Dee is out this week. Dee's just started his vacation as soon as he got back, so he's back in the States. Yeah, we hope he has a good time. And joining us this week is our special guest, Julian Swatella. Hey, what's up? Hello. Yeah, so before we kick things off, we're going to do our uh, ceremonial clank of the glasses. You know it. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. We usually have been trying to pick another language. Do you know any cheers in a different language other than Polish? Korean? Ooh, other than Korean? Ooh. Not off the top of my head, this is really good. No? <laughs> well, cheers will do for this time. Yeah, and uh, to, we're going to also have the word of the podcast, oh. which D really likes and want to keep it going. So the way this works, if any of us use the word of the podcast, then uh, the other two people have to drink, but it's got to be in context. Oh, I like, mm. I like this. I like this rule. So... <laughs> D usually picks him, but he's not here, so I'm going to pick the word, and the word of this podcast is going to be the. The. (laughs) Yeah, right. So anytime somebody (laughs) says the word the, Mm -hmm. the other two got a drink. Oh, this could be a long (laughs) night. (laughs) No, actually, maybe that's a little too easy. The word of the podcast is going to be Cracker Jack. So what is that exactly, Scotty? Uh, It's a noun. No. It's a person or thing that shows marked ability or excellence. All right. So you guys will be referring to me a lot tonight. Yeah. All right. Hello, Mr. Cracker. It's Dad. not a cracker. <laughs> a cracker is a... A derogatory term for right. a white man, I believe. Right. Yeah. It's not someone named Jack. And, you know, and it's you know. not Cracker Jacks. It's not the caramel popcorn from back home or in the With States. With a surprise inside. Is, is that stuff good or what? Uh, I liked it as a kid. The I don't box know if I looks look really it. nice. There's it's, an American flag on it. Ooh. It's incredibly patriotic. <laughs> it's basically caramel popcorn like you, you get, get at the uh, movie theaters You might here. get a temporary tattoo in the box. <laughs> yeah, you used to get <laughs> a little prize. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so anyway, Julian, where are you from? I, uh, oof, it's a complicated question. Every Korean person that I meet asks me that, and I don't know what to answer, what to answer. Because mm. I was born in Germany, mm. and I grew up in Germany for about six years. Mm. But then I moved to America mm. and lived there until I was, I guess, 23, 24. So, so I'm an American citizen, but every year for a few months I went to Germany to visit family and travel around there. So in some ways I feel like I'm in between. <laughs> <laughs> Whereabouts in Germany? In Stuttgart. So oh. in the southern area. Near where the Alps are, near München, where the uh, Oktoberfest is happening right now, actually. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How about Germany, man? What, what do you think? It's it's incredibly nice, actually. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they have a great uh, culture as far as, I think, food and beer is concerned. Uh, they're fairly liberal. Uh, like, public facilities, transportation-wise, is everything is okay and it's great good. to use. Yeah. Uh, they're fairly progressive thinking. 
uh-huh. politically speaking. Um, and the people sometimes are maybe a little standoffish. It's sometimes hard to make friends there as opposed to America. Mm-hmm. But Okay. What about this beer fest, man? Like, let's talk about that for a second. How is that? Uh, it's a lot of fun. So, so you rent a table either with friends or your company, and you sit in a gigantic tent during Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. and you get gigantic, uh, like, Schweinehaxe, or, like, uh, pork knuckles, basically, like, kidneys, or even chicken. Uh, it's not really friendly to vegetarian or vegans. Sorry. I'm uh, non-alcoholics. Yeah, and there's <laughs> lots of drinking songs, lots of w- women wearing the traditional, uh, I guess, dresses, men wearing the, like, lederhosen, um, lots of just, you know, German drinking, and, I guess merry-go-round type things, lots of rides to, to go on. Uh, it's basically just a gigantic festival over, I don't know, square kilometers worth of land. Just party time. How long does it last? I believe it lasts for about two weeks. Okay. Yeah. And it's coming out. I think it's, go- it's actually going October, on right, right now. Yeah. Really? It's going on it's in now. September? Actually, yeah. Actually, well, they call it Oktoberfest. Well, maybe it lasts until October. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought it was the month of October, but Perhaps. I could be wrong Perhaps. too, but. I recently I'm, got some photos from my family. I, yeah, man. I'm going on there. I believe they do that here, right? Like they've started catching on to that Oktoberfest thing. Yeah, there's in, in a Korea, couple right? Oktoberfest festivals going on, and there is a German village in in Korea. Actually, yeah, yeah, right. In Namhae, did you which go is there? In the south. I have not been there, but I've seen the pictures, and it looks exactly like Germany, like architecture-wise, building-wise, mm-hmm. and I've seen uh, Koreans like yeah, writing about it. There's an Oktoberfest. Uh, travel package going there for that in a couple of weeks, I think. Mm. It's the Namhe to the German village. And they have incredibly expensive beer there for like Manwan, like $10, like eight right. pounds wise, in like glass bottles with the like ceramic cap on it. Oh, yeah, like the Gorolsch style. Yeah, like, a, like a real know. beer bottle. Yeah. But you're paying a lot of money just to experience that. Yeah, right. So you were born in Germany, mm-hmm. kind of grew up in the States a bit. Right. When did you first come to Korea? I came here maybe a year or two after graduating from college in America. Uh, so I guess 24 years old. And I no longer wanted to live in America. I saw where the future was heading, and it just wasn't exciting or fun. So how long ago was that? Uh, since 2013, so about two so, years. Yeah, okay, so you've been here about two years. And uh, where did you first come to in Korea when you first got here? Changwa. Loving it. So what was your impressions of Changwa when you first arrived? The reason why I came here actually was because of the Nubisia system, because of the biking system. Really? Oh, yeah. So I lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and even... Higher than Portland, it was ranked by Bicycle Magazine and some other um, like institutions as the best bike bicycling city. Mm-hmm. So I did not own a car in America. I was just biking every day to work back and forth. So I came to Changwon because there was the bike share system. Mm-hmm. Also because at my school there was a smart board, <laughs> so I could easily teach. Yeah, all right, like all the, the, the high problem. technology, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So like a big iPad. Yeah. yeah. And the roads were uh, clear and organized. Straight. Everything, mm-hmm. everything made sense. Yeah. Just in case a war breaks out, it's a great runaway for planes. So how about the, the Nubajet system? Do you think that it's it's good over here? Or? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I used it all the time. Okay. Much better than, I don't know, busing in my opinion. Yeah, right. You, we get, you get some exercise. But what about when it's like the peak of summer? 
Yeah, at that point, maybe I stay indoors. (laughs) Or I guess ride the buses, or even just take my shirt off on on a bike. (laughs) Get it. No one minds that much. (laughs) True enough, right? So, uh, you said you were born in Germany, lived in the States, you've lived here for a while. Uh, how many languages do you know? Um, I can hold a conversation in maybe four languages. So I guess English, German, a little bit of Spanish, and Korean now. And then I know a few words and, or sentences in some other languages, like Japanese and Polish. Hmm. But basically just, I don't speak this language, I can't speak Japanese, Hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. Thanks. Mm. Get out of my way, please. No problem. This is perfect. <laughs> just what, really simple. What phrases. was your first useful word that you learned in Korean? Uh, maybe uh, like gold digger. Gold digger. <laughs> gold digger. So when I first came here, of course, I learned hello and thank you, uh, but also duen jang yoja, just like a, oh. someone who's uh, someone who's like a trickster, beishinja, which means a backstabber. Okay. But I one thing I wanted to learn especially was no thank you, and they don't say like. Like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. This maybe it would be mm-hmm. in, in English. Mm-hmm. They would say, like, there's no need for this. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. because many times at the convenience stores or stores, they offer you bags or other things. Right. And I want to politely say, no, I don't need that. No, thanks. Right. So just that go. was the most useful thing. To say. That was my... No, we, we talked about this last week. My first useful word was Kwanchanao. No problem. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I use that every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Paul, what was yours? Oh, I've got no idea to be honest. I met you Han Byung Jusil. It's just my, my first useful sentence, I think. Chun Chil Bak Jusil. It's funny, we never really drink like that anymore, you know? Like, when, when we first came here, I remember we used to sit around the Everywhere. table and we get a Chun Chil Bak or a Sam Chun CC. Used to have the dry um, ice on the bottom uh, of the pitcher. Yeah. Actually, Jusil. Jusil. Yeah, 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 right. I just Stuff point is. to something and it's Jusil. It's like, give me that. Please, this. It's the gimme, suffix, gimme, it's gimme. the polite suffix at the end of the sentence. That that works. Mm-hmm. That is very, very helpful, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point, man. So you mentioned Poland. Yeah. A bit of Polish. How does yeah. that come about? Uh, it's because my family's Polish. Okay. And uh, soon I'll be getting a Polish passport, so I should learn some Polish uh, when I go to the embassy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've only traveled there. I've never actually lived there. And compared to Korea, Korea's a lot more, I guess, energetic sometimes. Like Just all the neon signs mm-hmm. on every street corner. Right, 24-hour lifestyle. Yeah, 24-hour kind of lifestyle, exactly. Where are some of the places you've been in Korea? In Korea, uh, Changwon, of course. Uh, Busan, of course. Uh, Jeonju, where all the great restaurants are. Or at right. least where they have like a really great food culture. They have the exact same food. It does not taste that much different, but yeah. they care about their food. They make it, they prepare it a lot better. They right. put a lot more effort into what they do, and, and it, like their uh, ingredients are a lot, I guess, fresher. It carries it too. I've been there. My girlfriend's sister is a, a, a traditional dancer there. She actually works there, and they've got that village mm-hmm. where you, basically oh, yeah, everybody the goes there and they just uh, eat everything. Yeah, all along do they, that road. Do they use poles? <laughs> or fans of these fans and poles right. they just eat everything though like I've, I, I had a good time there I ate a lot yeah it was really great if yeah. all the restaurants in Korea were up to that standard I'm I don't like it would be a foodie's paradise kind of what's your uh, what's your go to Korean food I really like 
Guamegi, which is um, a, I don't know the name of the fish, but it's a dried fish. And when you bite into it, it's incredibly juicy. Basically, like omega three fish oils all the way. Super you can buy it at Emart. Uh, Hongsam too, which is oh, okay. the uh, red ginseng jelly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a stimulant. It, just, it makes you incredibly focused on okay. doing certain things. And okay. uh, Oisobaki, which is like a cucumber banchan, a uh-huh. cucumber side dish. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that the one with like the red pepper um, kind of pasty uh, sauce with it? Or yeah, it... I think every food in this yeah. country has the red pepper <laughs> paste, pasty sauce in it. Gochujang. Right. Those are like three things I've never... Oh, really? Heard of or tried? You, you might have tried them. You Maybe. Not likely. Them. I don't like cucumber. <laughs> I can't eat You don't fish. like cucumber? It just tastes like water. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it is water. It's like, what is it? 90% yeah, like 90% water. Percent water. <laughs> right. It's funny because when you said Gualmegi, I'm sure I, Scott thought Galmegi. Yeah, which I thought you said yeah, Galmegi. Yeah, which is the meat, isn't it? Seagull. Oh, yeah. oh, no, yeah. <laughs> this is the real fish, yeah. yeah. I wonder why they say that as well. This is seagull. When it's not actually seagull, obviously, it's it's beef, isn't it? Yeah. Is it uh, I think it's pork. Mm. Pork, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, though. A lot of Korean food is very, very good, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I'm still here. Yeah, right. If the food was not good, I don't know if I could live here. What because about, the like, Western food is not up to par to my standards. At least. Even like German food? What do you think about that? German food is pretty predictable. It's lots of meat and potatoes. And that's a stereotype, but it's kind of true. Right. Uh, in Germany, at least, there are many Turkish immigrants, so you can get lots of good Turkish food. And not only kebabs, but also just like lamb dishes... Really good salad, tzatziki, hummus, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Sounds good, man. Sounds awesome. So right now you're just visiting Changwon? Right now I am searching for a good job. <laughs> so, but yeah, I came, I came to Changwon to see some friends of mine because I lived here for two years. Yeah. So this past weekend and a month ago I was visiting lots of friends because I know that I, I will not live in Changwon Again. in the near future. I mean, I really like this place. It's really great. But you like to move around. And Yeah, I like to move around. I need constant stimulation. And so I'm, I would be moving to, I guess, a bigger city. Okay. Seoul. Seoul, yeah. Yeah, Seoul. I was looking in Busan, but the jobs available were not, not what I was looking for. Like, if you had the choice, would you choose Seoul or Busan? I would choose Busan by far. Why if the that? same opportunities were available. Because every day I could go to the beach and just hang out or yeah. just sit down and relax and stare into the abyss of the ocean. Yeah, man. Or just there's fresh air. It's not as crowded. Pollution is not that great. Or there's not as high yeah, as in right. Busan. There's so, lots of great hiking and just nature all around. Yeah. So you're visiting Changwon right now. So where are you staying while you're here? I am staying in Palyongdong in a particular Jimjilbang, which is Jim-Jilbang. a Korean spa. Cool. So you've spent time in Jimjilbangs? Yeah, almost, I don't want to say half a year worth, but several months, four so months or so. A Jimjilbang is a months. sauna room, kind of. Yeah, English, I mean, right? there are many accommodations and facilities. It varies by Jimjilbang. All right, well, right. Be- before we get into Jimjilbangs and sauna rooms and some stories about your stays in these places, we're going to find out what's going on this coming week in Changwon, because I'm sure everybody out there wants to know. Bang! It's your local events list for Changwon City. Get your ass out the chair, and we'll see you there. All right, this week at O'Brien's, they have Taco Tuesdays, which was actually tonight, and every Tuesday, so you can get on down there and grab yourself some tacos or nachos, 
And at the Mini Mart, they have their weekly deli meats. Austin's back now, so he's doing the deli meats. You can put your orders in on Tuesday or Wednesday. I believe he cuts the meat on Thursdays or maybe Wednesdays, but you can pick them up starting Thursday night or up until the weekend. And they have their celebrity chefs. So anybody who's interested in getting involved with that, you can get in touch with Austin and do and do the uh, celebrity chef. You yeah. make the menu, and you cook the food, and you get to keep all the profits. They That's just, awesome. They just had one uh, last Sunday, which was Ian. I believe it was really successful, too, Yeah, right? it was a turkey dinner. I think he sold 51 plates. Wow. And I heard it was great. Awesome. He's quite the cook. He is, with <laughs> his cheesecakes as well? Yeah. Oh, my God, they're delicious. Dessert, too. Ian, right. Ian with the cheesecakes. Ian's <laughs> cheesecakes, right? Awesome. So, uh, yeah, that's what's coming up at O'Brien's. All right, and coming up at Biscacci. Well, what's happening this week is Matt is actually off in Brazil, so we really hope that he's going to have an awesome time. Uh, but James will be there, loyal. And uh, I believe these days they've got plenty of games going on. They've got video games. They've got uh, electronic darts. And obviously, there's the legendary beer pong. That's going to be going on all the time. And as always, they've got some awesome drink specials, and it's always going to be a good time if you get down to Biscacci. And over at IPs, they've got the uh, the rugby going on. They've done some renovations over there, so they got a big screen there now. And they have some food specials on. I believe it's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Stuff like cheeseburger with fries for 10,000 won, or club sandwiches with fries, or the IP burger with fries for 11. And that's usually from 9 p.m. to midnight, I believe. So three nights a week. And, yeah, they did some renos. And, of course, you can get your uh, biltong over there, too, mm. if you want to. Delicious. All you South <laughs> Africans out there or anybody who wants to try it. So get on over there and grab your biltong. Yeah, man. And uh, BK House, what have we got this week? We've got happy hour, as always, on Fridays and Saturdays. That's until 10 p.m. Uh, drink specials all week long. We've got food specials all week long. Uh, obviously, we've got the rugby going on. Outside, I believe, she's got a screen and inside, too. So you can watch all of the rugby games. And that's going to be awesome. And the kitchen is going to be open all night as usual. Right, and uh, there's a new restaurant that's on the second floor where O'Brien's is. It's called the Taj Mahal. And they're going to be having an event, maybe not this weekend because of Chusak, but the following weekend uh, on October 4th, I believe it's a Sunday, they're going to have a free buffet. Ooh, free! Free. What? Every everything is free Shut just up. to promote the new restaurant. Oh yes, boys. It was free did, Indian buffet. Did that just free open? Free Indian, yeah, just opened. Um, uh, so it's gonna be on October fourth from six PM to nine PM. But I'll give you more details on that next week. Cool. This week's uh this weekend's obviously Chusak, so Yeah, it's gonna be quiet around town I'd say. Quiet, not too many big events going on. I believe everywhere's still open. Um, and there, there'll be rugby playing yeah. at any, any of these places, really. And the beers will still be flowing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as they always are. <laughs> so, Julian, before we uh, did a What's Going On on Changwon, you said you're staying in a Jimjobang. What is a Jimjobang? A Jimjobang, Jimjobang, I guess it is a Korean spa. Mm-hmm. So, 
at one which has all facilities, I guess it would be a gigantic uh, indoor area with uh, saunas, so I guess hot rooms, mm-hmm. uh, onsens or hot tubs with natural spring water, lots of minerals mm-hmm. uh, in the water. Um, you can get scrubbed down by employees. And depending on the jimjilbang, there can also be norebangs or like singing rooms. Uh-huh. Uh, there can also be restaurants or just hanging out rooms, just like relaxing areas. You can watch TV there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard there was like a movie room sometime as well. Yeah, movie like room as DVDs. well. Mm. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. right? How much like how how much do these things usually cost? Anywhere from five thousand won to maybe thirteen thousand won. Okay. So the cheaper ones, maybe they don't have as many things to offer. Mm-hmm. The more expensive ones are maybe more ex- expansive. Mm-hmm. There's a slightly larger, uh, I guess, floor space. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more things to explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wider variety of saunas. So maybe some sounders are more light sensitive. So maybe they're they're projecting uh, certain like frequencies of light no or way. different temperatures or right. ice rooms. Uh, to cool down and also cold pools. So after a sauna, maybe you're in a sauna which is like 60, 70 degrees Celsius. Uh, you can jump into a pool that is 20 or 10 degrees Celsius even. Yeah. So it's basically like you're taking an ice bath after. So these uh, places like actually sound like kind of a Cracker Jack place. Oh no. A Cracker oh, Jack no. a place where someone shows marketability or excellence? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we. That, uh, that doesn't justify cracker a drink, does it, Julian? I might, I might be the, might be the cracker jack of Jim Gilbans. <laughs> All right, never mind. I'm <laughs> gonna drink. So right. continue. Yeah, man. Yeah, you so, know what? I've I've stayed in some of these places too, and uh, I haven't really spent a lot of time. I've gone there for like a few hours or whatever, mm-hmm. and I love them. You know, I love the fact that you can go to, like you said, different rooms, different temperatures, and some of them have got like different things like fern or pine and, and right, natural like scents, plants exactly. and scents and you, you come out of there and you feel like a million dollars right it mean? totally purifies your body i mean you're sweating out all the impurities that yeah. you drink or inhale yeah. from living in this country whether it's uh, <laughs> cigarettes or alcohol or uh, incredibly fatty pork at yeah. some yupsal restaurants yeah right so afterwards you feel really clean yeah. And uh, many, I, I meet many Korean people in there too who also do the exact same thing. Where do you actually sleep in these places? There are sleeping rooms or sumyong shields, uh, sleeping rooms. Some of them they have bunk beds. There are mats on the floors, and I've met some people who are living permanently there. So maybe they're retired or they they're unemployed, and you can buy month long memberships at some of these jimjilbans for or like Korean spas. For maybe one hundred or one hundred fifty dollars or pounds worth. Wow! And it's very cheap to just live there month by month. Everything is taken care of. They, I guess they, uh, they launder all like the Jimjilbang clothes. Uh, you get free bathing. Um, you know there are restaurants available, and you just hang out in this area. And it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a really nice place to live, actually. So do you think, like, you know, when you sp- you obviously spend a lot of time in, in these places, right? Do you get a good night's sleep when you're there? 
Sometimes I need earplugs. Sometimes there are older uh, Korean people who maybe snore uh, incredibly loudly, so it may be a little hard to get some sleep. But some sometimes the the older Korean men they don't they just don't care about anything, and they'll just like throw pillows across the room at people who are snoring, or they'll just wake people up like, "Why are you snoring? Stop snoring! Go into the snoring room." There are particular rooms for people who snore, and it's like <laughs> this is the room for normal sleepers. Please go across the hallway to where the people are snoring. Have you ever stayed in a snoring room? I have, because sometimes there's nobody there, so you get an entire room to yourself that's air-conditioned, and you can sleep pretty well. But uh, I would recommend if you're going there, maybe bring some earplugs, or at least, uh, I don't know, be ready to pass out and not worry about other people around you. Uh, but yeah, you're sleeping basically in a public room surrounded by total strangers. But that's, but that's not that big of a problem. When you're asleep, it's... Nothing has ever happened to me, and nothing has ever happened to anyone else. As far yeah, as I know. right. It's pretty safe, I'd say, as far yeah. as this country goes. You know, what? What about you know? You go to the bath part, the bathhouse part, which is the Mogyok Tan, mm-hmm. right? And you've got that bench in the corner, which is generally covered in the white powder. And you can you can call the guy on a mobile phone, I believe, and request that he comes out and scrubs you down with some sort of salts. Yeah. So I yeah I did that one time at Spa Land in uh, in Centum City in Busan, which mm-hmm. I would highly recommend to anyone to go to. It's mm-hmm. one of the the nicest looking Jingjibangs uh, or Korean spas I've been to. But afterwards, it feels like I've lost a layer of skin. It's incredibly, it's it's incredibly painful. It's better to just do it by yourself, just to scrub yourself down. So they really go for it, eh? Yeah, they really, they just go as hard as they can. Like, Ow, this just hurts. <laughs> this is just painful. I don't know how this is helping me. It's like an SOS pad. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> isn't it? It's basically, yeah, it's like a Brillo pad. It's like, so, like, you know, obviously a lot of Western people are a little bit, especially British people, speaking from, you know, you know, people from my country, mm. a little bit uncomfortable going into a room and getting into a bath with a bunch of dudes. You know, when you first went into one of these places, did you have any of those feelings? Did you feel a little bit uncomfortable or what? Me, not so much because uh-huh. I'm pretty open and mm-hmm. I don't really care whatever I display to other people. I'm pretty uh, mm-hmm. lackadaisical about those things and I don't really identify, I guess, with my naked body so much. Mm-hmm. But other people, they don't really, they don't approach you. They're not like, oh, where are you from? Oh, this is so interesting. They're not going to talk to you. They're also there to relax and maybe they also don't want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty relaxing place mm-hmm. as sounds, far as that goes. Yeah. I would say it's not too common for a naked Korean dude to come up to a naked foreigner and want to strike up a conversation. Well, yeah, I've had a few like that. You know, I had one in in the gym that I was going to and the guy was in the shower room and he came up and he was like, oh, um, had a chat and I said, oh, yeah, I've got some back problems and he decided to come like right behind me and start feeling my spine and everything mm. and but it was it's it's all it's kind of very innocent you know there's nothing there's nothing going on but obviously from you know the way i've been brought up that was really invasive but, yeah you know on reflection you've got to be like well it's all cool you yeah. know what i mean so you you you've stayed in these places for a while what's yeah. the craziest thing that you've seen Maybe uh, in a gym job. Maybe people blow drying their balls. I've only been in. I've only been in the men's. <laughs> that, uh, I've only been in the men's naked rooms. I've never been in the women's naked rooms. That, that would oh, make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what goes on there. But uh, as far as like after you get out of the showering area or like the the 
on scenario, like the hot tub area. You're wet, and maybe you dry yourself down with a towel, but you're still like, there's still water on you, or like in you know, hair on certain places. So guys will just like stand like Captain Morgan with their legs up on a bench and just blow dry themselves in certain areas for five, ten minutes long. Yeah, that's common in a lot of places. Yeah, I mean it's really it's kind of comfortable and it doesn't feel bad. But uh, also. Uh, you can buy smoked eggs in these places. It's just like a treat or a snack or even like a dinner. So you buy three like hard-boiled eggs. And people are eating these hard-boiled eggs, cracking the shells on the benches where people are sitting butt naked, like just watching whatever, like an NC Dino game or a baseball game. And they're just cracking these shells. I'm like, is that really sanitary to be eating where my ass is just, <laughs> has just balls been for like, a, day, like a yeah. minute ago? Mm-hmm. I heard... Um, Many women sometimes maybe have uh, certain hair in some areas. And if they show up to the women's gym chilban with no hair, they're considered to be a prostitute. Oh, so like if they're all shaved. Right, they're if like... they're all shaved, they're, they're like, oh, you're a, you know, you're a prostitute. Maybe you do certain things at certain times during the night or the day. So many times, maybe the reason why uh, certain nationalities have hair is because it shows that they're, uh, I don't know, they're... Pure. They're, yeah, they're, they're pure. So they I have, a, I have a question. Things. What happens if a man shows up oh, shaved? That's what I was thinking. And hikes his leg up and know. starts using the blow dryer. Yeah, I don't know. Are there male prostitutes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. I've I guess never, there must be. Yeah. I've never seen. Not that. that I'm always checking out if every every male's. A <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the girls <laughs> girls do the same thing though. They probably hike their leg up. Do you think so? Grab yes. the hair dryer. I think it's incredibly yeah, right. nice flapping the lips. Enough of that. Flapping the lips. Yeah, okay, in yeah, the wind. Like, no, no, that's just getting horrible. That's <laughs> yeah. getting horrible. But no, I mean, it, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. Like, I'd say for me, um, the most uncomfortable thing, um, you know, I used to do a little bit of uh, fighting and all that, and I'd go into these sauna places to try and you drop a little bit of weight, you know, mm-hmm. before you fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would go in and sit in one of those hot rooms with, like, some clothes on, and people would think you're a lunatic. But then you go into the into the changing room and strip naked and try and weigh yourself to see what was going on. And every now and again, you'd get that guy who would just come up, up right behind you, and he puts his chin on your shoulder sort of thing, and he <laughs> looks at your weight, and he's like, oh, yeah, very good, very good. <laughs> Like, well, come on. <laughs> not anymore, though. It's not very good. <laughs> the oh, if he terrible. puts his chin on your shoulder, he's adding to your weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. That's just shocking. You know what I mean? That's an extra kilo. More people peeking over, like, the, the <laughs> urinal stalls. That, doesn't, that has not happened to me. But I've heard some guy, foreigner, just at a stall in the bathroom, and two Koreans are on either side of him, and he doesn't notice that they're looking at him until two streams are on oh, both of his feet. Oh, come on. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, man. But so nowadays, these, it's pretty good. These Jimjo bongs, they're different than bathhouses. Like, you usually do get a t-shirt, pair of shorts. Mm-hmm. People aren't walking around everywhere naked in yeah, these no. places. Yeah. Definitely not sleeping naked. Not. No, not at all. So bathhouses are a little different. So it is possible. To not me. not not to scare people away from Jimjo bunks. Yeah, there is a common area where you can meet up with uh, people of the opposite sex. I guess women and men can meet up. So yeah. the special one in um, in Palyongdong, in Changwon, every there's a huge, maybe as large as a soccer pitch or many many uh, basketball courts, big. Mm-hmm. There's a common area where men and women can get together, and they're wearing certain jinjilban like uniforms, the or clothes that they're given to them, and they can go into these saunas, they can go to the restaurant, 
They can go to Norebans, a coffee shop, and they can also sleep there at night. So many couples who maybe live with their parents or don't have their own house, they can spend the night there together next to each other. All right. Have okay. you ever seen any hanky panky? Yeah, there's some hanky panky. There's some hanky panky going on. I don't know. I mean, you can imagine. I mean, there are there are hundreds of people all around them, or tens of people. So maybe they can't get too explicit, but you can imagine what goes on under the blankets that is are provided. It, you get it, you <laughs> some get the fingers slipping. Yeah, oh come on! Yeah, I mean, or some hands. You get, you, or, you get the you get the old adjusty that wakes up and says, "Hey." There's a room for that. Get yourself to the hunky punky room. Yeah, I mean, just like across the street for just ten, twenty dollars, you get your own oh, room. Dear. But there's yeah. no sauna that's available. Or when you wake up, you can't eat great seaweed soup. Miyoku, So, like, compared to presumably you've been to these kinds of places overseas in different countries. Mm. Compared to places in Europe or wherever you've been, you know, are there many differences? I have not seen a place that is 24-7, like here in Korea. Mm. I know for many business people who are maybe traveling and they want to live on a budget, or they also want to go to sleep and wake up in a place which offers uh, many, many facilities, such as an onsen or a sauna, that's not available in places in Europe or America. Those are more, they close down at like 9 p.m. So you have stayed in these types of places in other countries like hostels or sauna rooms or yeah, hostels they don't really have saunas or hot tubs right. so much um, but there are places where you can go to a sauna and maybe jump into a, a freezing lake or even like a sea yeah right all <laughs> but right they're not open all day long like so here in Korea, before we get into some of these other places in different countries and shit and your travelings Let's do a few birthdays and shoutouts. It's time for your birthday wishes, shoutouts, and announcements on the Chang Warner Podcast. All right. I want to wish a very, very happy birthday to the one and the only Mike Valley. Uh, it's actually his birthday today. Or What time is it right now, guys? Oh, it's 12.39. So it was actually yesterday, I think. But happy birthday, Mike. I hope you had a great time. And I have to apologize because we're busy doing the podcast that we couldn't have a drink with you. But I hope you had a great time. And uh, I've got a former Changwaner who doesn't live here now, but a former person who stayed here that I was pretty good friends with named Chris Dyer. Happy birthday. I believe your birthday was yesterday or maybe two days ago now. I think he's in uh, Thailand now, but happy birthday, Chris. Nice one. And also we've got the very lovely Hyowon Park, or in Korean Park Hyowon. Uh, she is a lovely girl and she's a, uh, the girlfriend of a very good friend of ours called Martin Larkin and we hope she had a great time we hope she's sorry we hope she's going to have a great time because that's on the 25th alright and uh, Julian do you have any shout outs or birthdays you want to give happy birthday to Michael Arnold in NYC New York City happy birthday Tara Gupta studying at MIT Happy birthday to my stepsister living in London. Yeah. Oh, so is that all today or is it like coming That's up? That's within what? either yesterday or tomorrow. Sweet. Yeah, oh, so packed in there. Hey. And uh, I'll give a quick shout out to Dee. I hope you had a good flight home and you're probably arriving around now. So mm, hope yeah, you had a man. safe trip. And yeah. We'll see you in a month and be talking to you while you're back home. Yeah, buddy. Have a good time. We love you. So, uh, before we did the birthday shout-outs, we were talking about 
hostels and other places in different countries other than Korea. So, Julian, where have you stayed when you usually, or where do you stay when you usually travel to other countries? So, because I wanted to see as many countries or places as possible, um, I, I tried to live as cheaply as I could, which meant that I was either staying in hostels or couch surfing. Um, so when I was couch surfing, I would just send messages to hundreds of people in the, in the, in the main city that I was going to, whether it was Nice or Amsterdam, Berlin, um, Oslo and Norway. And I would get some responses from people because I could stay at their places for free and I'd say, may, oh, I'm traveling through your country. Maybe we can meet up. Maybe you can give me some recommendations on things. Maybe I could stay at your place for a week or mm-hmm. a few, or like a weekend, like two, three days. Mm-hmm. And so I would stay at people's houses like that. Unfortunately, there are not 24 seven, uh, jinjilbangs or saunas in many countries. Mm-hmm. So in order to, li- to travel to as many places as possible, I would live at people's houses. Uh, so at one person's house in Nice, um, I stayed with a 50 year old gay Frenchman who was the nudist. So <laughs> almost every week he would go to, uh, beaches without clothes on. And when he would sign off on the messages, he would say, naked hug, Eric. <laughs> so I show up at his apartment in Nice, France, near Monaco, and I knock on his door. He's like, Julian, I'm up here. He's calling me from his balcony. I knock on his door. I'm like, hello, Eric. He opens the door, but he's not wearing any pants or underwear. <laughs> and for me, this is great because I have a th- I have like a free free residency for like two, three days. I get to meet someone who's living there who can maybe show me around, who knows some area, who knows the area, who can, I guess, give me some tips on what to see. Uh, but I have to accommodate tips myself to, to how see? they're living. Yeah, tips on what to, to uh, see. Scott's going to say something very, uh, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure you saw one tip. Yeah, so wait a minute. So was that the most interesting couch surfing experience that I would had, say so. Or? I mean, he was incredibly accommodating. Okay. Um, he he had a motor a motorbike or like a scooter, so mm-hmm. he was able to drive me around the French Riviera. Like, oh. And I was sitting on the ba- on the back of his like motorbike or scooter. Was he wearing pants and underwear? He was wearing pants in public, unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately, either way. And he was taking me to many places. So I would recommend anyone, even if you're in Korea, because there are so many English teachers or foreigners living here, or even Koreans who speak English well. If you're going to a certain city, just look on couchsurfing because maybe you could find someone. Who's living in that city? Yeah, couch, say, couch surfing is actually a website, right? It's a thing. Yeah, it is a website. Thing. And you can just send a message like, "Oh, I'm living in Changwon. Uh, I'm coming to Busan or Seoul for you know this weekend. Hopefully, maybe we can meet up because the people who are living there know maybe the best places to go or find yeah, right? exciting things, so they could at least tell you something, if not offer you uh, housing for free." And yeah. then you, at least you have some like personal connections to that place. It's true. You get a good experience about what's going on. Like, it's always better to, you know, when I go to certain cities, if you know, like, somebody who lives there, you always have a, a much better experience or a, a very different experience to what a tourist would get, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. a real experience of that place. And know? Busan and Seoul especially because many tourists come there. I've had my couch surfing profile open in Changwon, but not many people come to Changwon. If they're just traveling through Korea right. for a week. Right. But Fair if you're right. going there, you can just send a, 
uh, you know, many, many messages to a lot of people, and you'll, you will probably get some responses. Do you think, like, do, do people get screened for that, though? If you want to be, you know, if you want to accept people who are going to couch surf, do you get screened for that? Is there any sort of security or any... Not if you yeah. open the door with no pants and underwear. Yeah, I mean, he told me what was going on, and I was somewhat desperate at the time. So he told me, he's like, I'm a nudist. Have you ever lived with people, like, naked? And I was like, yeah, I've lived in a Jimzabai in Korea for three months. I've seen naked men <laughs> every Actually, day for three months straight. Point. So I have, my resume is full of, uh, I've got, I have experience more than anyone else. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, you can get screened. You can pay a fee to get your address verified, your cell phone verified. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's mostly in the bigger cities. Why would you pay a fee though to do that? Uh, just to to because you, then you get more responses, probably, right? You get more responses. It's like you're a paying member of the service. You're not just some random, doesn't sound, random person. It doesn't sound that great if you have to send out like two hundred messages and the thing is, maybe get one or two responses. It de- it depends. Some people maybe they don't check every day, or maybe if if it's a, if you're a woman couch surfing, maybe only women will host you, uh, or maybe you want to stay with a woman. So you need to send out lots of responses. Maybe they're busy. Maybe they're traveling. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can't host you that weekend. Uh, so just to increase your chances of finding someone, it's best to just send out maybe like a generic message with their name on it, like hello. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, and then just I'm coming to Gene Hay this weekend. Hopefully, we can meet up. Yeah. So, would you recommend that to anyone? Yeah, I mean, if you're traveling to a new place and you don't know anybody there, mm-hmm. I would recommend at least trying it, putting up some pictures of yourself, at least a little bit of information, especially if you enjoy that or you like hosting people. It's definitely a good way to meet someone or at least have like a personal connection to the place. Right. Like, do you think, like, if it's a girl who's going couch surfing, do you think, for example, if, if it was your daughter who was going to go couch surfing, mm-hmm. would you say, yeah, go for it, you know, it's totally safe, you've got nothing to worry about, or would you think that, sh- you know, you should be a little bit cautious about what's going on there? I mean, ideally, I would say maybe a girl couch surfing should stay with another girl. Right. right. And there are many couch surfers or, like, hosts, like women hosts, who maybe will only host other females. And do they have like uh like you know like reviews like TripAdvisor does that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, there are references. So uh-huh. people who stay with those people or at least meet them in bars, you can write, "Oh yeah, Jack is a really nice person. He showed me around. He's you know he's a really interesting guy. He had all these great things to say." Da, 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 da. Yeah. So you so there is like a vetting system. You can see yeah. whether they're trustworthy, whether other people you know like this person. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, out of your travels, what, what what would you say is the nicest country that you've uh, visited? Uh, I mean, nicest country? Re- like, Monaco's really nice, but I'm not a millionaire. So, for oh. me, it's, it's nice because, like, all the streets are clean and everything looks really great and the paint is really fresh. And, like, everyone's driving Lamborghinis and Bentleys and Ferraris, but it's not a real place. And some, sometimes it feels like it's Disneyland. Um, like Vegas or something like that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, a little bit like that. So yeah. it feels a little fake. Like maybe if I was a billionaire and had a trust fund, yeah, I would want to live there. I know what you mean, man. <laughs> because it's on the French Riviera. Right. But so it, there's it probably not real. too many uh, couch servers. And there are some, but they're also, they're, they are also nudists. <laughs> or they expect certain things maybe from their guests. Are those, are those couches are very minimalist in some sort of like really like upmarket luxurious apartments. Yeah, and exactly. really, you know, one of those flat like dentistry style minimalist couches. I mean. Cost like a million bucks. 
dried up <laughs> white spots on the couch. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like a big city, you'll probably find someone. Like I was couch surfing in London and Amsterdam. And those cities, there are so many tourists. So it's a nice place to stay. Um, even in Scotland, some place where maybe not many people go, like around Loch Ness. If you send messages to many people, you will get responses. So I stayed with um, one girl who happened to be a lesbian, which is not relevant. But I stayed in her parents' caravan. Okay. And she just let me and two other Italian uh, filmographers just sleep in her, I guess, caravan or trailer. And we hung out near a river for a day. We grilled, I guess, sausages and other vegan food together. Uh And that was a really nice, I guess, time. Because otherwise, I'm just living... In a, in a hostel and going to the normal tourist sites. So right. if you want to actually meet someone and have like a real experience as opposed to just seeing, I guess, Namsan Tower or just the um, normal things that every other tourist would see, you have a more personal connection to the place that you're traveling to. It sounds awesome. I've never tried it, you know, and, and you know, I've been on trips by myself and you just end up, you get your hotel room, you're by yourself. You, you are, it wasn't even a hostel. You just go to a hotel, mm. you, you're in your room, you leave the next day, you te- check, check a few boxes of where you want to see and you don't really meet any people. But mm. doing that, it sounds like a really, really good way to meet people. You yeah, know? Busan especially. I hear sounds that, like my style. <laughs> I hear the couch surfing community in Busan and Seoul is pretty, I don't know, it's expensive there. <laughs> Many people there. So, what's the nicest uh, Jimjo Bong that you've experienced in Korea? So, the one in Palyongdong in Changwon is really nice because every Saturday night at 9 p.m., there's a Nore Jarang, which is a singing competition. So, if you show up there at 6 or 7 p.m., you can sign up and sing any any song that you want that's on like a Nore Bang. On the list. list. Did you sign up? No, of course I've signed up. <laughs> what, what have you sung? What have you I, sung? I've sung uh, mostly Korean songs, like Nam Heng Yorcha, Andong Yok, Andong Yok but also the just generic uh, Michael Jackson songs. Man, Koreans must love it when Yuri you sing Jin. Korean songs though, right? Yeah, and they introduced me as like, this is the first foreigner who's ever sung at this gym. Oh, yeah. Which is nice. And then there's just a group of 100, 200 audience-wide because every Saturday night... So I would recommend anyone who has a few hours before they maybe go out to certain bars to just go check out the Simzubang. If you like singing in front of a group of people, check it out. But otherwise, uh, in Busan, right in front of the beach at Gwanganli, there's a Jimjibang there with a water park inside. And for 13,000 won, you can stay there for the night. So if you go to Busan, maybe you're at uh, Hyundai or any other place, you can go sleep in the Simjabang at Gwanganli, and you wake up, and there's a huge window looking out over the beach. That's awesome. Yeah, and you pay good money to stay in like a hotel on Gwangan and actually get that view. Yeah, you know for, what I mean. Yeah, a hotel would maybe be triple the price. Right, and then you stick a water park in there, and you, 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 you're talking thousands. Yeah, and the <laughs> only difference is you're sleeping with strangers next to you. But when you're asleep, who really cares? And everybody's minding their own business; they're right. not bothering you. But and if do you're they, with your friends, it's not. Do they problem. have the blow dryers in the men's dressing room? <laughs> they do have. The blow oh, right. that's, so when, that's important. Yeah. So when you say water park, what do you mean? In in like the, there are slides there. No and there way. Are like twenty, like not not twenty, but like five different pools to choose from, like actual swimming pools. And maybe it's mostly for children, but they're also um, like playground type pools. I guess like small slides to go down and monkey bars and things like that. And apparently there's a wave pool uh, to 
I don't know. No, man. It sounds awesome for like how much? 13, 14 bucks? Thir- thir- yeah, 13 dollars. Wow. So if you want to go to Guanganli or Busan for the weekend, you can just stay. It's right on the beach on the main road. Mm-hmm. It's just the main hotel and it's open 24 7. If you want to live there for a month, it's only 160,000 won. So about less than $200. That's like 200 pounds. Nuts, right. So what's the name of that place? Do you know? I think it's. Uh, Akira Hotel. Okay. Aki something hotel. It's right on the beach. If you just walk along Guanganli Beach, you won't miss it. Wow. That sounds perfect, man. So, Julian, what are some of your future plans for staying in Korea? We've we've asked people in the past, what's your five-year plan? But I won't put the pressure on you. So (laughs) I can give you a five-year plan. All right. So, I am studying Korean. I'm learning Korean. I can have, like, conversations in Korean. But every day, I, I'm dissatisfied with my Korean level. And I don't know how, go- how good I can make it, especially if I'm working full-time. It would be nice if I could write, like, a novel in Korean about my experiences in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I might move to Europe for some time and get a master's degree. But I know... Tomorrow I will move to Seoul and I will live there for at least two years and I'll see what happens then. Mm-hmm. Why Seoul? I just want a bigger city that has a lot to offer. More, like, more couches. More couches. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess big ginger bangs too. Yeah, There's got to be too. some good stuff there going are, on there. Up there, so there right? are a lot of ginger bangs there. Right. Uh, Changwon is really nice. I don't, anyone who wants to live in Changwon, it's a really great place. It's incredibly easy to meet lots of people. Right. And there's a great community. He's a great community here. Uh-huh. Seoul is really similar to maybe London or uh, New York where you see people and maybe they, and uh, there's a great, um, like foreigner community, but maybe people are leaving or you want to meet other people. Yeah. Also, do. I'm interested in learning other languages. So. It's probably easier to do a lot of those things in Seoul, I believe, yeah, I you know, so. taking up different kinds of courses and things mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. Well, before we wrap things up, you sound like kind of a crackerjack type of dude. Oh, come on. <sighs> do you think that warrants a drink? Marketability. All right, let's clink on that. But uh, before we head out, what do you like most about Changwon? I really, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure this has been beaten to death. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. <laughs> but it's the community. It's the fact that many, the- many people know each other. It's really easy to meet people. Unlike in a big city where maybe you go to the same place every day and there's a brand new group of people who've never met. If you go to the same place in Changwon, you'll see, you know, familiar faces and it's a lot easier to make friends here. Yeah, it's funny you should say that as well because... I was, I just got into Incheon the other day from the, my trip back home and there was a guy getting on the bus to Changwon mm-hmm. and he, he had this agent who was clearly putting them on the bus to Changwon mm-hmm. and he was obviously a new fella. He looked quite young, a lot younger than me. <laughs> oh God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought, ah, oh, this guy's coming to Korea for the first time and the agent put him on the bus and he was quite confused and he got off the bus in Changwon and he went to ask the driver, Oh, is this the last stop? And the driver obviously didn't understand. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, hey, man, like, yeah, this is Changwon. And he, and he said, oh, thanks a lot. And I said, oh, you, are you coming here for the first time for a new job? And he said, yeah. 
And I said, all right, well, good luck. Like, you'll probably meet the guy out, out there. And I, and I knew straight away, I saw his face and I thought, I bet you I'll see you in a week or two. Mm-hmm. And we'll end up having a conversation about how we met in the bus station. Wow. And then, you know, I'll end up knowing who he is and where he's from. And, you know, whether we're friends or not, we'll be acquaintances. You yeah. know, it's just that kind of place, you know. I mean, I'm really happy this is the first place I came to. Right. I think it's a lot, it's really unique compared to other places in Korea. Right. All right, so uh, we'd like to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. And please share, like, leave comments if you have any questions, anything like that. Just get in contact with us at podcast.changwanner.com. Welcome back, Paul. Thank you. And I'll, you know, we'll we'll see D in a month or so, but just like yourself. Right. Yeah. It's, it was. It, we hope D has a good vacation. Yeah. And, cheers, D. Hope you have a great time. And of course, thank you, Julian, for Thanks, joining buddy. us on the podcast. Thank you. Let's do our final. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank glass. <laughs> and uh, yeah, tune in next week. Thank you for very our much. Next episode. Yeah. Okay. Cheers out, everybody. Thanks again, buddy. Thanks for tuning in to the Tank Warner Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. 